Carla. And I'm Sarah. Welcome to Creative Reboot. Welcome to another episode, everybody. We've been a little bit slow getting our interview sorted, so you've got us again this week, I'm afraid. Um, but we think we've got an awesome and irrelevant topic for you. In this episode, we're going to have a chat all about the challenges that being your own boss brings. Uh, we think that's all the more relevant now, given that people are working from home and are effectively having to be their own boss, even if they're not, uh, when it comes to like time management and all, all the other things. Uh, and we're also going to try and come up with some helpful hints and tips as we go along, aren't we, Carla? We are, because it's not all doom and gloom, but there are definitely some challenges that I think uh, the working world in general has come across this year. Oh, which absolutely. Maybe, maybe they wouldn't have been quite so okay with um, had COVID not happened. Yeah, so we <laughs> thought it would just be quite a nice time to... We Originally, we were talking about um, you know challenges of business. It was on our list to talk about. Uh, we know that not everyone who listens to this is a business owner. Mm. Um, but yes, uh, we, we, we definitely think that lots of you have experienced that. Oh my God, I'm in charge of my own day. And you might be answerable to, you know, if you're in a business, you're answerable to clients. If you're an employee, you're generally answerable to a boss. Sometimes the boss can't cope with you working from home. Um, so there's there's definitely some stuff to, to unpick there, I think, isn't I there? I think so. I mean, should we kind of leap into the, what we probably feel is the biggest one, especially in the current yeah. climate? Where we, sort yep. of, we, we, we think really probably the biggest one for, especially for anyone working at home, has to be loneliness and the isolation that people feel um, not being in a an office or work environment, really. Or I would say I would I would maybe uh, amend that slightly to uh, human contact. Mm. So um, actually, I think there are I've heard from quite a few people who have said it's so nice not to be in the massive office. But I still really miss humans. Yeah, it's quite nice seeing humans sometimes. So yeah, I think it's a very strange one, and I think again because this year particularly it's been thrust upon us. But I think for lots of people, when you first quit the job to go self-employed, or even if you just take, you know, a few days a week to do your business or your creative pursuit away from you know working in a office environment or a um, any kind of environment where you're working with other people, um. I think it can be quite a shock to begin with well, and it's quite an adjustment to being wholly on your own. Actually, I mean, thinking about like your own experience when you when you left work, because obviously you worked in an office environment, didn't you, before? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What, what was your kind of, like for the first few months, your, because I, I mean, especially someone like yourself, Carla, who is obviously very, um, I want to say outgoing and that you know lots of people, you're quite, you love to be around But I'm an outgoing introvert. Yes. I'm I'm definitely still, I've got that introvert um, side of me, which no one ever believes because apparently I'm quite loud. Who knew? I think you can be both, Um, definitely. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, you're right. And I think because I also live by myself, and again, that's something that's come up time and time Mm. again over all of this, is people who live alone um, are... um, I'm not going to say unfairly impacted because I think everybody has been impacted in a similar amount, but just in different ways yeah. through all of this. Yeah. Um, for me, I spent the first week skipping off merrily to lunch with all my friends, uh, car boots with mum, dinner with friends, lunch with mum, lunch with more friends. Didn't really do a lot of work in my first week, <laughs> I'll be honest. <laughs> and suddenly wondered why, why you'd not done this before. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. this is wonderful. So I, I finished on what I think was a Thursday and I think I got all the way through that week and weekend, all the way through the next week and then suddenly it was Monday and I was like, shit, I'm a week and a half into self-employment and I've done no work. <laughs> I, should probably, I should probably do something about this now. Um, so yeah, so I, I then sort of knuckled down and actually that for me was the hardest part because at that point I didn't have a huge amount in the way of clients. Mm. I had a lot of marketing to do. I didn't have the support network. I had my friend's support network, but I didn't have the business specific support network that I've built since. Yeah. And 
there were a lot of days where I got up and looked at my computer screen and then went to bed and then got up and looked at my computer screen and then went to bed and I was working on something I loved and so in no way was I miserable mm. but there was a a bit of a groundhog day about it and it has been really interesting people who haven't expected to be able to work from home or haven't even wanted to work from home um during covid when I've been having conversations with my my happily employed friends who think I'm a complete head case for branching out on my own but are supportive regardless yeah um and they've been like my god like it's just every day is the same and of course every day isn't the same but the the physical motions you go through the places that you sit are the same um and you only have whoever you live with to break up that monotony Mm. particularly at the moment and it's weird i don't i'm not sure i'm not sure i would describe it as loneliness loneliness isn't something that i personally generally um encounter um but I think it is definitely a challenge for people to counteract that, to not get, to not lose your social skills, to not get so used to being behind a screen that you don't, you don't go out anymore. You're like, oh no, this is life now. Um, and it's just been really interesting to see that kind of microcosm reflected in a big chunk of our workforce in in such a big way this yeah, year. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for, it's it, especially in light of what's going on this year, um, it's, it's a I don't know whether my take is probably a little bit different on it because um, I've never been lonely. I am more than happy in my own company. Um, And actually, the pandemic has shown me just how happy I am in my own company (laughs) as well. That is really nice. I would say, yeah, the pandemic has definitely affirmed my life choices, Mm. but also in the sense that my life choices involve seeing my friends when I can Mm. and and my family when I can. And that actually obviously it was something that was taken away so I'm, I'm happy in my own hermiting but I'm only happy hermiting when I can choose not to when I feel like it you sound like maybe you're much happier just hermiting I can maybe? Do, I, well do you know it's, it's a funny thing because obviously I went self-employed uh at exactly the same time that I moved to a new country and knew nobody because um, you don't do anything by halves well do you, you know yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry no it's good uh, I like it I, yeah. I like this like committed committed um I can't words Commit- commitment to the cause. Like, Absolutely. no, I'm not going to. I'm not going to just do this one big thing. I'm going to do two massive I've things. I've never all at done once. one big thing on its own. No, this is true. I do kind of throw myself into multiple big things, but um, just because I obviously don't like myself very much, for a guess. I think that's not. I think that's an unfair assessment. Uh, or maybe I like myself, and yeah, I don't know. Who knows? But um, yeah, so obviously, if I think I, I, it would have been interesting for me to. I think. I would have liked to have seen what it would have been like starting my business um, somewhere where I knew lots of people like yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, obviously, I say starting my business. I had my business, but it was part time. I was also working in a uh, in an office environment at that point as well. So I think there's always an element of a new start when you go from part time to full time. Mm. For me, although I had my business, I'd been having my businesses for a really long time. Yeah, Um, I'd been having them. I'd had them and had been working in them for a really long time, mm-hmm. um, as you had. I think that that step of going full time when you've reached that point where you can do that, it yeah. feels a bit new startish. Absolutely, so, yeah. yeah. It felt yeah, like yeah. I was starting all over again. So yeah, yeah. So then to do that in a in a place where I didn't actually know anybody other than the person I was living with, and he was going out and working on a day to day basis, so he was making friends very quickly. Whereas obviously it took me. I'm, I've always been very slow to make friends anyway. That's just the way I am. But yeah you put yourself in a new country working from home where you're not in that environment to make friends it becomes even harder um so 
yes I, I don't know where what the point I was trying to make was there at all I think but... well it's interesting I think both of us have said you know loneliness isn't something that we specifically struggle mm. with I would say that although I don't feel lonely I do sometimes feel frustration because I like to the way that I work is to come up with an idea and ponder it and journal about it and plan it and do things. And then there is a point in my planning where even if it's just my idea and I've got no intention of involving anybody else, I need to bounce some ideas around. I need yeah. to throw them at somebody else, see if they stick, see what... Oh, God, now I'm, I'm venturing into blue sky thinking type speak. But, you know, literally bouncing ideas around, seeing what someone else thinks, seeing if there's anything I've missed, seeing if there's anything that I haven't thought of, um, seeing if I've come up with, you know, because I do come up with quite outlandish ideas. Is it too outlandish to work? Yeah. Doesn't necessarily put me off if someone says that, but it's always really good to get feedback. And I think the lack of feedback can be something that is and I think, hard when you're at home. Yeah. And I think it's that feedback from people who kind of understand as well from those sort of like minded. Yes. Yeah. You know, yeah. I can I can throw ideas at Stu quite frequently and he'll look at me like I've got six heads, you know, and just like, mm-hmm. what, what, what? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, you're right. And I throw ideas at the cats and they just meow at me for their dinner. They're not that good at brainstorming so yeah exactly um yeah no no but you're right i think people who who get it but i think actually on on the flip side i would imagine that um or the flip side the same side of the wrong i don't even know what metaphor i'm trying to go for there let's just anyway (laughs) the flip side of the coin is that what you're going for yes except it's not the flip side it's like the same it's another bit of the same side so i'm not quite sure where i was going with that (laughs) anyway um i feel that there is definitely a parallel for people who are um creating i think people who used to have they used to maybe value their their solitary time for creating away from their job and their you know life and their responsibilities no one's had any break for months and months and months i've had a couple of conversations this week where people have said to me oh you know my child went back to school and my husband and i had some time together on our own for the first time in six months I was just like, whoa. Oh, I couldn't imagine that. Honestly. You know, and there was a point where I said, oh, I haven't seen any of my friends for three months. I'm actually really struggling. Um, again, not loneliness, just missing people, mm. missing that interaction and con. Well, maybe that is the definition, but I didn't feel lonely. I wouldn't have used that as the word to describe myself, but from a business and a personal point of view. And I think the feedback thing is really important because I think if you're working from home and you're not, your business or your um, workplace is not already set up for that nobody really knows how to give feedback you don't know how to ask for feedback it's all very like feeling away in the dark Mm. and I think that has been a challenge for pretty much everyone I mean I think even you and I have I mean I'm very fortunate to have someone like you who spends most of your evening very late evenings awake so I can go oh Carla I need to ask you something at a a normal time for me but obviously a crazy hour of the day for you yeah yeah um and I think it's actually been some of the things that we've done have been really helpful, like the brainstorming sessions that we've been planning in. And, um, yeah. you know, we actually make time to um, get together just to go, right, what are your goals this month? What are yours? Yes. You know, and actually sort of yes. kind of pushing each other forward. I think without that, I would really have struggled. I'm, I am lucky that I have made some friends here now and who are mm-hmm. also small business owners, but it's still... Um, it's still not the same because they're obviously people that I've only just met as well. So I'm still, I'm yeah. finding, I'm feeling my way, you know, finding my way with them and they're finding their way with me. And yeah, yeah. Um, and actually, I think there's sort of a few points to pull out there. I think when you, um, when you, particularly when you're in business, so I'm going to focus on business because I think that is something that we, that's yeah. what we know the most about, right? Yeah. But um, for business owners, creative business owners, or anyone actually in a creative pursuit that is kind of vaguely commercial, mm. I think there's an element of you want people that are in the same, um, 
same industry as you, same practice as you, because that's really valuable. You know, it's really, really valuable to know what they know, to be able to learn from each other, support each other. There will be quirks of clients, of systems, of things that only people who do the same thing as you understand mm. however i think the, the now this is a flip side there we go mm. i used my metaphor right yay go me <laughs> um the the flip side of that is that i think there is a real and this is something i really struggled with when i first started making business friends rather than my friends who supported my business if you see the, the difference yeah. you don't want to put yourself in a bad light and if there are people who are in this similar industry to you but you don't know them very well mm. you don't there's like a, it's not quite competition, but it's in that realm of, I don't want to look like the underdog, because I'm having a bit of a rough time or I'm struggling or I'm not sure about so this thing. When you know people well, it's fine. On. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. When you know people well, it's much easier. I mean, I know you know we've we've talked about there's a group we're part of where it's very much warts and all, and it, but the trust has been built up over time. Yes. But that time that that's the thing, isn't it? It takes time to build up. Yeah. Um, yeah, just because just so you know that people aren't going to be taking advantage of that, you know, it's a, yeah, yeah, and, and, do you and know, yeah, it's, it's a really fun, sorry to interrupt, but no, that, go on, no, it, no, you're that's fine. a really silly thing as well to feel like because they're probably having exactly the same kind of struggles. Ex- there you go. We had the same thought. Oh, I said yeah. the stupid thing is when I've been thing. brave enough to say it, when I've said even at, you know, meetings where actually we're not, there's only one photographer in the room, but I've, you know, and I've said, oh, actually this month I've really struggled with this, this thing, yes. this, this one thing. I'd love some info, like I'd love some input. Excuse me. I've got hiccups from drinking too much Pepsi Max. Um, oh yeah, I know. I know. Um, I, um, when I've said something, and it's not necessarily anything dramatic, you know, I'm making this sound like, but, but you know, something it will literally be like, oh, and I had a client I wasn't sure how to respond to, blah, or I had a, I don't know, a supplier that was late and I didn't know how to deal with that. It's nothing massive, it's little things. Um, and you find the whole room has like a collective sigh of relief. Like, yeah. oh yeah, I've had that. This is how I dealt with it. Oh, I was worrying about that too because I just, I didn't know how to bring it up. You know, so it's a really interesting one. And I, I'm not quite sure how to... I think it's about building trust. I guess it's that thing of like not being... And I think impatience is something that we... For me, it's a it's a blessing and a curse um, because oh, you can't rush. So? Oh, go on, yeah. How, well, how? Impa- well, no, so impatience is something that I, I really love and I really struggle with. I think impatience is the reason my business grows and, and, and flies as fast as it does. But impatience is also the reason I sometimes cock stuff up because ah. I'm rushing to to do something before it's ready to 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 get something out or done or i'll say something before i should or um and i think that actually with friendships and business friendships you need patience you need to let it grow in its own time yes but i feel a but there oh i like a good but i think (laughs) i'm just kind of mulling it over as you're saying those things because the other side of me thinks, and I'm relating this now to something completely different. I'm relating it to things like mental health, for example, mm-hmm. where if you don't talk about those things, they become almost like a stigma mm-hmm. um, because people are afraid to speak about them. And I think the, if you, I mean, isn't that the reason we kind of put this podcast together was to be able to talk about the things that we really struggle with so mm. that the people listening go, oh, do you know what? I've been having it's that It's not same. just me. Exactly. Yes. So it's, they're yes, not getting yes. that lonely feeling. Now, I kind of get, I do get the idea about trust, but then my my thinking is actually maybe we should all just be talking about this stuff because then it would help everyone well, to realise yes. they're not 
the yes. only yes and i mean i say do you know what on the one hand i'm saying well you know you should just not have you should you should have patience and let trust build Absolutely. and actually the way i make friends is that i meet somebody i massively overshare i'm incredibly vulnerable and that <laughs> enables them to be vulnerable and then we end up really good friends really quickly exactly. and people say, how do you make friends so fast and i'm like oh you know i just tell them all the icky bits yeah. quickly yeah so actually i'm i'm a bit of a contradiction in terms but i know i know that I guess it's gauging it, isn't it? It's gauging mm. the people that you're speaking to. It's gauging the, the, the reading the room. Yes. Maybe it's that's what it is. Reading the room. Yeah. Because some people are massively intimidated by that approach. It does build, you know, vulnerability does build trust. and, and But some people, as you say, will also take advantage of that. Yes. Some people just aren't equipped to deal with that until they've known you for a while. So I guess it's it's reading that room. But maybe being willing to put yourself out there a bit. Yeah. And, and as you say, that was a, actually a really under underpinning um, concept for for this podcast for Creative Reboot because because we knew when we met there were things we were struggling with and we were talking about and and then when we talked to other people they said oh yeah me too yes. and and oh yes I've, I've experienced oh I thought it was just me mm. and we don't want anyone to think it's just me no it's exactly, never just you because it never whatever is. you're struggling with it is never just you um in fact I've even had mermaid related problems where I've then gone onto the mermaid group and said there's this thing that I like, I'm not sure how to get my tail to stop doing farts when I get out of the water. <laughs> and someone went, oh, me too. You have to quit drainage holes in the bottom. I was like, the world is an amazing, the internet is an amazing place. That's what I took from that. Yeah. Of all of, it, of, all of the random things that you could possibly yeah, yeah. mention. Yeah. yeah, it was amazing. You get in the water and then you have a very specific mermaid fart from yeah. your tail. It's amazing. Yeah. And, and as I say, that's, that's a very specific. So I feel like if I had someone who was sharing that, mm. there would be someone who is sharing any issue in the world Absolutely. ever that you're struggling with. Yeah, yeah. there are no secrets then, are there, if you're, if you're discussing no. mermaid farts. So, yeah. So how, how do we tackle isolation and how do we how do we tackle finding these people, particularly at the moment? where you know varying places in the world have various and varying places in each country have varying restrictions and stuff the restrictions what do make do things think? difficult definitely but i'm from my yeah. just obviously just from my own experience of finding people um it was it was it was the hardest thing because say i am a total introvert the thought of going out and having to um introduce myself to people, to people that i've yeah well just yeah no, talking to people was fine but um the, the idea of sort of introducing myself and trying to find sort of like-minded people i mean i started off with uh, you know the boo hiss networking that's what i started off with um which was for me hell on earth because it's 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 not my thing i absolutely hate it the the mental um energy it takes for me to actually go to a networking meeting is really hard and I had to put myself out I knew I would have to put myself out into these groups um when I first started because otherwise I would not meet anybody um mm. so yeah so I actually had to kind of go through that process of of being mentally drained to kind of get somewhere and it, it took for me, I was very lucky it, it didn't take too long for me it took me maybe a few months before I went, I've also, I live in a country where people are very much like, oh, you should meet this person. You should, and they're, they're very, they really want you to meet different people. They're, they're quite um, uh, hot on sort of referring people and uh, and all of that, that stuff. So that helped definitely. But it is a case of having to, I think it has to come from you. If you're feeling that loneliness, that isolation, then to me, it's, it's a case of you need to see what's out there. Um, mm. And I think, yeah, so sort of talking along the lines of, current pandemic situation restrictions thankfully we've got this amazing thing called the internet and there's actually a lot available on there isn't there mm -hmm. 
And I think something that um, I've definitely sort of seen work really well and I've seen a few people use the technique of, and I've done actually in the past because I apparently have no shame at all, Mm. um, is chatting to people instead of going and and throwing yourself at like a big meeting, because there are online meetings and they're great. Um, I think a lot of meetups have gone online. All the networking groups that I have been part of have gone online. Mm. Some of them are back in person now, but I think they're going to go back online before the end of the year. Um, And sometimes that can be a bit intimidating if you've not done it before if you're used to it and it's a room full of friends great um or at least half full of friends and half full of new business opportunities fine but actually i think that can be quite a it's an intimidating thing to do in person but somehow it can be worse online if you it's just a sea of faces on it the is internet, that thing you know? isn't it and that moment but, they call your name out to do your little intro yeah. pitch is the worst feeling in the world and then you do the thing where you're like oh no oh no i forgot to put my microphone on oh and it's just it's just awkward however i think it does have they do have a strength and we'll talk a bit more about yeah. networking in a minute but one of the things that i've seen work really well excuse me is um actually just asking people for a virtual coffee date mm and saying just one-on-one like oh I'd love to have a chat do you fancy a 20 minute catch-up if you're getting on well with them on Instagram or they've liked some of your posts I mean you know there is a fine line between reaching out friendlyly and stalking yes (laughs) so you have to be a little bit wary um and I think you have to be prepared for people to say no or just to ignore you because it is unusual you know we're not we're not conditioned to do these things there's there's all the rule books for romantic dating there is no rule book for friendship there is no um there's no guide on how to how to turn an acquaintance into a friend how to turn a stranger into an acquaintance you just have to kind of bumble through and hope for the best that's really true yeah and that's come up in a couple of conversations recently and we're like oh yeah you get all of this training from young um on you know how to deal with with anyone you might be romantically attracted to or not and even how to reject someone you're not romantically attracted to and actually there is just no guide on friendship you're just kind of expected to get on with it yeah um and I think that, you know, when you're trying to make a business friend, you've got the business to talk about. And that can be quite a nice buffer for like, oh, let's have a chat about our businesses and see if we like each other and if we're like minded. But it can be really hard. I mean, I find I'm quite lucky that if I if I sense that someone is like minded, I drop them a message and say, hi, you seem pretty cool. Can we have a chat? Mm. Or, oh, look, you've also got pink hair. Let's have a chat. And the last time I did that, we ended up on Zoom for five hours. Um, <laughs> but having also, never met before in our lives. That's how we met, isn't it, really? You said, and that's how we met. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And, yeah, yeah, we met up. We met up for a single thing, didn't we? Yes. And six hours later, you, your husband was like, uh, have you been kidnapped by the strange lady you went to meet? <laughs> <laughs> you know, he wasn't far from the truth, really, but... <laughs> I didn't do any kidnapping. I'm talking I about just... the strange lady that I met on the internet. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, that'll that take with accolades. I was just saying, I don't, I don't recall doing any kidnapping. Maybe I slept walked it. Um, yes, no, I'm quite strange. I'm fine with it's that. Fine. Yeah. But yeah, so I think I think sometimes it's sometimes it's a good match. Sometimes it's just really hard to gauge from online mm. presence. So it's, it's reaching beyond that kind of shiny, perfect. And that's a thing as well, actually, isn't it? I wonder if that is another challenge in itself, is that highlight reel of everybody else's life on social media which when you are at home that is what you see Mm -hmm. and I would say for me that's one of the big things the pandemic has done to level that is that because we've all been doing zoom meetings because people have had their kids at home because everybody has been forced into this situation that is quite unnatural and not I think it will it will create a huge change long term but I don't think everybody will work from home all the time as they have been doing um, I know not everyone has worked from home. I'm talking about office people that have been forced into the, the home. Yeah. Suddenly, we have seen people's kids coming and pulling their 
trousers down in the middle of a meeting and we have seen cats come and put their bottom in front of the camera and we have seen dogs walk into walk into the um into the room and then bark consistently for half an hour you know there's just we've seen the chaos underneath the shiny instagram posts and i found that really comfortting absolutely it just reminds people you that everybody else is the same as you really in that yes in that respect isn't it so um and i mean my my real life does not resemble my instagram life it resembles it on a good day (laughs) on a bad day not so much um and i actually had um I'll see if I can find it for the show notes, actually. I had a really funny picture the other day where I had a really beautiful picture of me with my shiny rainbow hair, and it was amazing. And then I had a picture I took literally as I got up because someone said, oh, can you show me what your roots are like? I'm trying to work out whether I want to go all the way to the roots when I have my hair done. So I sent them this picture of me with, like, scrappy hair, greasy hair. I'd just woken up. My face... I had, like, half yesterday's mascara down one side of my face. Um... And I was like, oh, this is the definition of one of those posts where you have the Pinterest shiny version and then the nailed it really bad version. Exactly. I am both posts today. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I think that is that vulnerability. Is that authenticity? What is that? Where does that sit under? A bit of both, I think. Seeing seeing people's real life, Mm. I think, has been a bit of a leveller for me. Yeah. And I Um, I love that, though, because I I don't... do I have an Instagram life? I don't feel like I do, really. Oh, you do have an Instagram life. Do we I? all have Instagram lives. Yeah. I've never really kind of pondered do, that, to be honest. Does your desk ever look as beautiful as the ones you post on the internet? Because mine never does. I don't think I don't think I've ever really posted beautiful desk pictures. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've posted um, pictures of other people's beautiful desks and stock well, photos. Well, there you go. But <laughs> there you go. You see, that's but that's that's the aspirational Instagram life, isn't it? It's not a bad thing. Mm. Like I think, especially in what we do, you know, we help people to look good on the internet and the pictures that we take for people are i always describe them as they're your your most polished shiny self but they're not fake yeah you know they are styled rather than posed yeah yeah um and i think that's fine but i think it's important to recognize we don't live like that every day Mm, yeah absolutely um yeah because that isolation i think that feeling of isolation can sometimes feel can sometimes stem from feeling like you're the only person doing this boring thing or not doing very well with clients while everyone else is running around. It's, it's not just about being on your own, is it? I think sometimes it's about feeling on your own. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because there is, a, I think there's a real difference between being alone and lonely. There's there's a huge difference. Um, yes. I'm, yes. Oh, massively. I am more than happy to sit um, alone for, for days and days on end. Mm-hmm. However, if I felt lonely, I think that would be a really different... There's a wonderful quote, actually, and I I, again, I'll try and find the specific quote, but it's along the lines of um, she comes home on her own and she eats her dinner by herself and then she curls up with a book and then she goes to bed alone. And some call that loneliness. She calls it bliss Mm. or something like that. And I I was like, you know, for me, that has always been a joyful thing. But again, I think it's that you can feel you can feel alone and lonely in a crowd full of people. Yes. Um, But I think it's also... um, I don't know. I think it's just a challenge because the responsibility of it as well, I think specifically when you're running a business Mm. or if you are suddenly responsible for your time, you know, if you've had someone managing your time or you've had to be at an office for a certain time and then and suddenly you're having to, like, basically make it up as you go along. That's really hard. And we've talked about time, haven't we, and structure and routine and how how hard we both found it when we skipped around going, oh, we can do whatever we want, whenever we want. And then suddenly four days have gone past. You're like, oh, I have you know don't do what you went for a week and a half but you know well this is exactly i mean to be fair that was celebration as much as anything else but it was amazing how fast that time went Mm. um even now you know when when things are quiet on the client front which they were for quite a long time during covid 
There was plenty to do, but because everything was quite similar and everything, including my meetings, involved sitting in front of a computer screen, mm. I kind of lost track of the day and the time and oh God, whether yeah. it was lunchtime or had I gone to bed. And it doesn't help with night owl hours as well. Um, yeah, and I think... I don't know. I mean, I, I know people, in terms of kind of combating it, I know people who... Um, will have little rituals around their work time to try and delineate their work time from their family time, which helps, I think, if you're at home. Absolutely. It helps to give you a, this is when I'm working, this is when I'm with my family or with my friends or doing, you know, doing joy things rather than work things. Mm. Even if work is your joy, yes. I think it's really important to have both. Yeah, I agree. Um, do we have any other strategies for combating that other than trying to meet people, which we'll get into a bit further down? Um, further down, further on? I think it's, you know, I think the big thing is it's, if you are reaching that point of feeling lonely, then having um, not being afraid to reach out and actually say that to people. It's I know mm-hmm. there are days where I say I can go for days and not not speak to or see anyone really except for my husband in the evening. But you know we don't always talk either. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, but there are some days where I think, do you know what? Actually, I'm feeling really quite lonely. Well, no. I don't get that very often. But, you know, there are days when I think, you know what, I've not spoken to anyone for a while. I really want to, Mm. even if it's just a message to somebody, you may then find out actually they're feeling the same way. And, hey, should we jump on at the moment? Shall we jump on a little call or, you know? I wonder whether that actually, because you've recently, so I've got a couple of accountability groups that I do monthly. Mm. So one is with friends. It's more of a life, like life goals, life things. Uh, And um, and one is uh, very business focused, following a course. Oh, excuse me. I'm really happy this evening. I'm so sorry. Um, the um, yes, yeah, so that's very much more um, kind of goals, business goals focused. And I mean, ostensibly, they're both about going through your month, talking about what you've achieved, what you've struggled with, and then setting goals for the following month. Mm. In practice, they are an amazing source of connection. And really deep conversations usually come out of them. And they're a wonderful way to get. So one of them is three of us and one of them is about seven of us. And... It's just, and I know you've started something recently, haven't you? Yes. You've had a couple of meetups within a little accountability group. And I think that can be a really good thing. If you don't necessarily want to go to a big meetup, or even if you have the big the big networking stuff, but that's not that's not the place where you can have the deeper conversations because you've got your limited time yeah. or there's just too many people in the room. Or even in, when you're physically in person, sometimes when there's 20 people in the room, you can't have a deep conversation with 20 people. You just can't. No, it's not possible. Not, no. And I've found these smaller breakout groups... Um, have really developed really interesting friendships and relationships and connections um and the one that was already made up of my friends has deepened that friendship Mm. the one that was actually ladies that i didn't know before we all got together to to do this they've become really good friends over the year Mm. and it's been it's been a really interesting experience because actually we got together and are like well we should probably kick ourselves to do a bit more with our businesses and and then it's so much more than that yeah but in the smaller group it's been much much easier to forge those connections and i think both of those came about just of a conversation where someone said oh I wish I had this and someone else said well we should set that up and so we did yeah that's the thing it is, um, it's about just taking that plunge really and just going do you know what let's mm. let's just if, it, if it's not there create it it's um yes yes start it yourself yeah, yeah. that's a really good yeah. bit of advice I mean yeah. especially now with the ease of things like Facebook and the, the groups that you can set up on there um they even do like little meeting rooms now on there which makes things a lot easier and um I, it is just a it is yeah trying to find some some like-minded people who can who want the same things if you've all got the same thoughts and ideas or goals that you want yes. to achieve then yeah. yeah get get in touch with each other start talking to each other and i think if you don't have those people um 
start making noises. Start making mm. those noises somewhere a little bit public. There will be some people because who... you will find there will be some people. Yeah. Definitely will be some people, even in local groups, because there will be some people looking for people like you. Absolutely, I agree. Yeah. Should we move on to the next challenge? Because we've talked about this quite a lot. We have, yes. Let's. Oh my goodness, we have. Yeah, let's. I feel let's, like we've, we've covered a little bit. We talked about asking for help as one. I think we have actually talked a little bit about that mixed in with the whole. Yeah. Uh, loneliness isolation a bit there really haven't we so yeah one of the things we did def- we put on here was money which again is a huge oh. topic but um i feel like we can scratch the surface of it and then we're probably yeah. going to need like an actual an actual episode well we're going to have we're hopefully going to have one aren't we, we are hopefully going to have, have to one to yes us. i've um yes. i found a lovely lady who i'm sure is going to be more than happy to talk about money with us so um, excellent that's what we like to hear kick her in the Pick, you know, give her an elbow in the ribs so she fills out the form. <laughs> I thought you were going to say kick her in the nuts. I was like, don't do that. <laughs> it's not, not going to work no, no, on no, many no, levels. Absolutely. But yeah, money. I mean, as far as talk to me about your challenges with money, Carla. <laughs> oh my God. If you guys could have seen the face I just made. It was amazing. Um, money. Where do we start with money? Oh, I I would take it. I would take a bet there is not a creative human alive who has not had some money issues at some point. Oh, absolutely. And by money issues, I don't necessarily mean running out of money. I just mean worrying about mm. money or not being able to ask for money or not charging enough oh. for what you do or charging enough and then massively overrunning your sessions mm. or... Um, earning lots of money and then spending it all pretty much the minute it comes in rather than saving some. I think even the whole, um, (laughs) for me, the big thing has always been, as a creative person, I've always been that, I'm like, oh, no, I don't want to talk about money. It's icky. It's awkward. I don't like the thought of talking about money. But actually, I've been learning this year because I've actually been working on money mindset this year. It's been Mm. one of my big things. But I've actually found that it's it's almost like I've thought of money as a dirty thing. Like it's it's a oh no no we don't talk about money because you know it's a t- it's one of those taboo subjects. But if mm. you don't talk about it, it becomes something much um, bigger than it needs to yeah, be. Yeah, exactly. When mm. actually I found I've had more success by going. Do you know what? Look, this is a really awkward conversation, but this is how much it's going to cost. And everyone sort of goes okay, and we move on. It's, do you know what's interesting? I've had um, similar results, but differently. Mm. Uh, a different different approach, different method. So I have been sending my prices out in a physical brochure yeah. before we have the conversation about whether we're going to book or not. Okay. Because having it committed to paper seems to help. It helps people to not want to negotiate. It also helps people to actually physically see it and kind of work out in their head what they want, which bit they can see the packages, they can see what, and they can physically see what they want. Mm. Um, and it means that it, this is going to sound awful, but this is something that I have realised is necessary when you set prices in your business. It weeds out the people who don't have the budget for me. Yes. So I send them a brochure because that's part of my marketing. That's part of what I do. That's absolutely fine. And then some people say, do you know what? You're out of my budget. Fine. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. It just means that I'm not wasting their time or mine having a conversation which is not going to end in a, you know, I, at that point I will always say, and again, this is quite a recent development because I've got much better at talking about money. Um, I will then say, oh, you know, I do do payment plans if that helps. Give me a shout if you want to talk about that. Some people do, some people don't. And that's that's totally okay. But I think actually just being able to, to say that's okay if they don't book me mm. is, is is a growth yes. in money yeah. generally. Absolutely. Because it is, it's a really awkward... I'm not sure why it's such an awkward... Like, we all need money to live. Exactly. You know, the more... And actually, realisation that I've had recently, which is changing everything in my business, the more money I earn, the more opportunities I can create for myself for other people 
I have the, the biggest smile charities. on my face with you saying that. Like, yeah, exactly. It just, it sounds so obvious, but it's taken me so long mm. to, not to understand it, but to believe it. Because yes. those are two different things. Exactly. I understood that a long time ago, but to really believe that that's possible yeah. has been a bit of a... A bit of a journey. Well, and it is that, then, isn't it? Yeah. I know we've yeah. always looked at... I, I've always looked at in the, the way of, I need to earn money to pay my bills. But it's it's more than that. I want to be able to earn money yeah. so that I can go and see my family. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, so that we, we, we've got a reasonably good life. Yeah. And, yeah, if there's things that I can do to help other people with that, then fantastic. That's... Yeah. I mean, it's it's not it's it's one of my prime. It's not my only primary motivator, yeah. but it's absolutely something that I want to be able to do. I want to be able to do some work with charities mm-hmm. or some work with you know very um, sort of early stage startups who you know are looking for training and 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 that kind of thing. And I I can't do that unless I have enough money coming in from other things. Absolutely, yeah. Mm. To you know, so I, it's a really interesting one. Um, and actually, that you know, the more money I've I've got a, a couple of friends actually who have done really really well just recently, and it's been amazing watching them. So as their businesses have grown, they've been able to hire people. They've been able to take on you know other other freelancers. Mm. They've been able to take on a full time person. They've you know um, and continue to grow their business as a it's result. It's continuing yeah. to grow their business, mm. but it's also growing other people's businesses. Yes. You know, if you've got space for a VA, a bookkeeper, an accountant, and I don't know somebody specialist who does computer systems or something. Exactly. Um, you're supporting all that, those people. Then aren't you're supporting you? all of those businesses as well. Yeah. yeah, which means you're all in turn growing. You're all in turn learning from each other, um, and that I think makes money much less icky for me. Mm, definitely. Um, I've loved actually listening to all your money mindset. So I, I did some money mindset work ages ago. And I think in my head, I was like, oh, well, I've done that. I've read those books. I've done this. It's kind of done. It turns out it's not done no, ever, is never, it really? No. Um, because you can but have I think bad days as well and go, oh my God, especially when a big bill comes in and you're like, how the hell am I going to pay for this? You know. Or alternatively, which usually happens to me, I get a booking, which is a specific sum of money. And then almost to the, like, and I'll be like, brilliant. I wasn't expecting that. That's great. And then, Two days later, I will get a massive bill yep. that is almost to the penny the same amount. Yep. And I'm like, well, that was bloody point. I mean, it's, and, the, and that to me is the mindset shift. So there was a point where I would be like, well, that was bloody annoying or pointless or stressful. Now I'm like, thank goodness I've got that money coming yes. in to pay this bill that I have to pay. Exactly. Because frankly, the bill would have to be paid regardless. Yep. So at least it's balancing out. Yep. Um, and it's just, I think maybe the way that we approach money is hard because certainly over here i don't know what the canadian culture around money is like but i haven't really british figured people that out don't yet. talk about no, money we don't just don't talk about money mm. and when you do talk about money people look at you like you've got three heads and i know it's awkward i do and i've got no particular desire to know what people are earning but i also have a great desire to make sure that i'm not undervaluing myself my profession the other people that do what i do um absolutely yeah the industry you know there's there's all of those things that go into it so i'm not just being nosy about how much do you earn how much does your business bring you i think something else that is very money related but very specific to running a business is your prices should be based on at least nominally on your cost of doing business Mm. but your cost of doing business is different to mine which will be different to the next photographer which will be different to the next copywriter as a startup your costs are very different to when you're running yes my costs are different to some other brand photographers because I maintain a studio, which some people don't do. Um, you know, I think sometimes there's this thing of like, oh, well, I'll charge what I'm worth. But it's not necessarily about what you're worth. It's also about what it costs you to be in business. And exactly. To, 
you know, and, he, and you, to keep actually, your skills running. You and, might only think you're worth a certain value and your bills come up higher than that. Then, then exactly. where are you? And so, so then you have to work out where that fits. And, yeah. 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 Um, and people are paying for all of those things. They're paying for your training. They're paying for your kit. They're paying for your insurance. They're paying for your, um, you know, they're, they're not just paying for you. They're paying for the skills and equipment and stuff mm-hmm. that means that you can be there doing whatever whatever service it is you're doing for them. Yeah. Um, and I, it's funny because I've so been there, but I can't quite articulate why that's so hard to grasp mm, in the beginning. Yeah. But it really is, isn't it? it it's is a really very... difficult... Um, it, it's almost a fear, I think, as well, especially it's that fear of not getting booked because you're too expensive or... Um, yes, whereas now I quite enjoy not being booked because I'm too expensive. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, whoever thought we'd say that, but yeah. Weird, isn't it? But yeah. <laughs> But then, um, so how do you deal with that though? Well, obviously, I know we are literally scratching the surface with money, and we could go. Mm. We could probably. Oh, there's so much more we can go into. We could make this, multiple episodes on different aspects of it. I feel so. I mean, we've definitely there's definitely some really good resources which we might hash out our favourites and um, and chuck them in the show notes. Mm, good plan. Um, I would say one of my one of my big ones is Denise Duffield Thomas. She's amazing. She is. Um, yes, I get her, even her regular so she, emails come through and yeah. yeah, and actually some of her earlier work is is very it's more raw than it's less polished than her newer stuff. Yes, but it's so good. Yeah. like it's so good. Um, so I would say she's a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think who else off the top off the top of my head. I'm not actually sure because there's a lot of stuff around this. I recently will, read a very good book. Um, actually, um, it's what's her name? Jen Sincero, is it? She. Oh, uh, I know. Is it? You are a badass. badass. But she's also now yes. just done. Uh, you are a badass about money, um, which I'm desperate to read. It's on my list of um, books to read. But I've been hearing amazing things about that. So um, there's also, I mean, obviously, it's like I've been doing a lot of mindset stuff recently. So I've been. I. I it's amazing how you put yourself out there and say, "I'm going to start." doing some money mindset stuff and all of a sudden all the things start appearing like adverts on Facebook and emails and seeing books and I don't know whether I've just become more open to seeing these things than I had been previously. I think it's probably one of those confirmation bias type things where because you are thinking about it more, Mm. you see it more, you notice it more. Um, But I know for me when I say one of of, um, Denise's um, strategy, I don't know if it's still the same now, but one of them early on was... um, to track every every penny that comes in and appreciate everything that comes in, including in value. Yes. So if somebody comes around to your house and brings you a bottle of wine, that is something that you have benefited from. You stick that on your list as well. Mm. And she used to have a little worksheet thing, which I used to cart around in my London days, um, which, to be fair, was lots of like, oh, lovely income, lovely things, lovely, nice things for my birthday. Also, accidentally spent most of my salary in Waterstones. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> I spent a lot of money on books in those days. I could spend all, um, my, all my salary in Waterstones as well. I love that place. Well, also because I was there was a Waterstones close to work Damn, and I was dangerous. spending four hours a day on a train. So I got through a lot of... And I didn't have a Kindle at that point. Yeah. So it was a lot of books. Anyway, so I, I was watching what was coming in, but I was also like, oh, I need to earn more money to fund my book habit. Um, <laughs> I suppose there's worse habits to have. Anyway. I agree. Um, but yes, I think tracking, being aware of it. But I think when you are aware of it, you, you see it more. Mm. And when you're not aware of it, you don't see it as much. So it, it feels like one of those self-fulfilling... Yeah, absolutely. I'm doing circling movements with my hands. I'm not quite sure which way the circles are going, but yeah. It makes sense, though, yeah. Yeah, definitely. and it has, it's, it's really interesting to see, and I think both of us have made big strides. I think as well about um, the being um, open and sort of focusing in on money has definitely made me 
um, more focused on how to earn it as well, about how to um, how to run my business so that I am actually earning, yes. you know, a reasonable amount of money for you know for the things that I need basically. Yep. So. Yep, yep. Yeah, I mean, um, I went through a real thing of thinking, oh, you know, do, does that sound really selfish and self-involved? But actually, you know, I've come to learn, no, it's not. It's, at the end of the day, I've got I've got just as much right as anybody else to want to earn some money to be able to buy some nice clothes or to go and buy some books. Absolutely, or, absolutely. You know, or go on holidays and, yeah, all the rest yes. of it. Or do so. whatever it is you want to do. And I, I think there's no... I do wonder if there's an element of... Or certainly for me, there's been an element of, actually, if we're going to be 100% mm. honest, um, an element of, well, you're doing what you love every day, so you don't need the frivolous stuff. <laughs> and actually, no, I don't. I don't buy as much craft shit as I used to. I don't buy as many random random bits of clothing as I used to. I don't buy... In fact, I'm not... Apart from my DMs, I'm not sure I've actually bought any shoes since I've been self-employed. Yeah. But then I've had three pairs of glitter DMs since I've been self-employed, so that probably does me. It's probably okay. <laughs> but, you know. so. um, but I used to go when I... Well, you know, in, in balance, I suppose maybe I've just changed towards... but. I would regularly go out at weekends and I'd come home with three pairs of shoes and a new outfit and that was that was normal mm. for me. Not I would I still wasn't a massive spender. It was none of it was expensive stuff, but it was something that I did. And I'd, you know, I'd buy books and I'd and I did cut that down out of necessity when I first went self employed. And then I think there has been this creeping nobody for clarity, nobody has ever said this to me. This is all in my own head. Yeah. This is not no one has ever said, You're doing what you love, so you're not allowed to buy nice things. This but in my head, thinking. I was like but I'm doing what I love and I'm really lucky to have this amazing life and actually I get to do what I love every single day all the time, I probably shouldn't buy nice things. And do you know what? Which I, is stupid, it is isn't stupid. it? I think that's probably, that is probably, especially, I think it's probably especially true of people who run their own businesses. Yeah, Rather oh, than, definitely. you know, if you're working for somebody else. I will buy else. shit for the business. Yes, yeah, yeah, without, a, without I will hesitation. Buy oh, training, I, a computer. I will Fine, yeah, equipment. I've got to do it, you yeah. know. Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. But to actually um, then have to buy, to, buy, to be able to buy things for myself, I don't know whether it's an element yeah. of if you're working for somebody else, you're like, I've earned that money working for someone yes. else, I'm going to go and spend it on the things that I love. I also had a very treat mentality when I was working for somebody else. I was like, I've really, I've been, I've, I've not loved work this month, I deserve a treat. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, interestingly, at the moment, I'm having one of those and I, I have at least recognised the behaviour, which I feel like is progress. <laughs> but I said I wanted a kayak. So at the moment, you can't buy a kayak for love nor money. For listeners in the future, um, you can pre-order one, but you can get one in about the middle of November. Oh. And I'm not being funny. I haven't yeah. I haven't really kayaked properly for about 15 years. I'm desperate to get back to it, but I'm not desperate to restart in the middle of November. No. I am a spring and summer boating girl she's a fair weather um, boating girl <laughs> fair weather boating girl absolutely also it's like where i live is, is coastal so the tides get a oh, bit yeah. rougher mm. in the winter and i just don't really fancy that anyway so kayak plus roof rack plus associated shit that goes with boating comes to round about 600 quid ish mm. could probably spend a bit more could probably spend a bit less but let's call it round about 600 quid and i have been umming and ahhing for the whole of lockdown do i do this do i not do i do this do i not <laughs> eventually got to the point where i was like okay i'm happy to spend this i've made a bit more money i've recovered a bit from covid my business is, is booming i'm fine i put a bit of money in savings i can buy my kayak so i phoned the boat shop i'm really sorry miss watkins we can't we don't have anything until Aww. november would you like to put in a pre-order and i'm like not really because i'll buy it you'll deliver it and it'll sit in the shed for three months yeah. four months yeah. six months because we live in england and that was fine. So I've put the money aside and that's absolutely fine. And then in one of those weird quirks of fate, the same day that I phoned the shop, one of my hard drives failed. And that is being recovered and it's hopefully going to be fine. I should get confirmation in about 48 hours from when we record this podcast. So by show notes, I'll be able to update you. <laughs> um, 
and they're very confident they can recover it, but it's probably going to cost me £558, oh. which is very close to how much my fucking car yeah. would have cost me. <laughs> Damn that money mindset. And with it that, in both I, ways. Well, it does, but it didn't. The weird thing is, I didn't hesitate. I was like, oh, yeah, I need that. That's a business expense. That's I mean, it's only true. personal, it, mostly personal stuff. There is some business backups on there, yeah. but it's mostly personal stuff on the drive. But I didn't, there wasn't the emotional tie. There wasn't the, oh, should I, shouldn't I? There was no guilt. Mm. It was like, oh, yeah, that's that's annoying. I'm frustrated. But this is the solution. This is how much it costs. Okay, sort it out, pay the bill. Yeah. Like It was a very yeah. cut and dry. Mm. And I found it so interesting, just, just looking at my own reaction to those two very similarly priced things. Yeah. Because actually, actually, I, I do have the money to do both if I want to do both. But one of them sit, apparently has a lot more guilt and stuff it is it I think because it, it's fun it's pure joy i'm not going to make a business out of kayaking i'm not very good at it so it's it's just for fun i think that's it and though, that just it? yeah it's like, it yeah. is really weird isn't it if like it um, feels very frivolous but if it's something that you yeah you're thinking to yourself well actually i'm not this is not going to um push my business forward in any way shape mm. or form then should i really mm. be investing in it or putting any money into but, it yeah but interestingly as well, the thing that tipped me over the edge towards buying the boot is when someone said, oh, but it'd be such good exercise. And I was like, sold. I can do that. I can argue that with myself. Like, what is this? Why are we arguing with ourselves? This is ridiculous. It's that whole thing of, um, you know, we shouldn't, obviously we shouldn't be treating ourselves because like you say, we're doing something that we love every day. Thing. And yet when I do something miserable every day, like, is it better to have the treats but a miserable life? Like, what is the good to... The logic, the logic is missing. With that. <laughs> um, so yeah, I feel. I and I, as I say, for for absolute clarity, nobody, nobody in my life has ever suggested. And I have some really amazing enabling people in my life. So, if anything, it's been like, oh no, you can definitely have that thing. I know you can't really afford it, but you can have that thing because you deserve it. It's cool. Like it suits you. Nobody has ever said I can't have frivolous stuff, but that was an something I imposed upon myself mm. as like a penance for having a nice life, and I just find that fascinating and weird. It is, and yeah. I'd love to know if anyone else has done it. I'm sure I'm not alone. I wouldn't think. It sounds so. like you might have had oh, similar. Definitely, yeah. always. Yeah, there's, there's I've, the amount of things I am and are about buying for myself, but then yet, yeah, like you say, a moment, the moment it's something that's business related. Yeah. Yep. Okay, I'll find the money for that. Yeah. So. Well, stuff I won't buy for myself, but then someone else's birthday comes up, and I order it without a second thought for them, and it's like. Yes. I mean, it's lovely. Yes. It's a lovely impulse, but it's also a bit like, really, Carlo? You could you could also probably stretch to that for yourself. <laughs> Nothing bad is going to... Yeah, it's really odd. Um, but anyway, as far as, obviously, I say we've scratched the surface with money, haven't we, really? There's we so have, yeah. much more. So barely, I don't know whether barely scratched the surface. I don't know if there's any kind of like, advice or tips we can give for people when it comes to money, other than to maybe say... Um, Start being aware of it and start not being afraid yes. of it, maybe. just. I think awareness and maybe just starting to talk about it. Mm. Talk to someone you trust about it. Talk to so just one person. Yeah. You do not have to go to a room of people and say, hey, I'm working on my money mindset, because yeah. that could sound a bit wanky. It doesn't, but it could if you said it, if you just walked in and was like, hi, I'm Carla, this is what I'm doing this week. <laughs> um, in like a you know an unrelated meeting. But when you're talking to your friends and it comes up have a chat yeah. see see what they think see what i've had some amazing money tips from my friends as well actually so that's that's been a really interesting you know seeing how other people manage their budgets and stuff yes. has actually been a really good way of both for their business but also for their home stuff mm. has just been a really interesting way of going oh actually i'd never considered doing that exactly i might do that exactly yeah. definitely so, so um again i suppose it's communication and and we'll put a list of even if it's just a short list there'll be a, a, a list of resources i don't some really, really short. Good stuff there's a there. lot of stuff definitely yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. um and, and i think it's a really important topic and then we'll obviously also let you know when 
when we're going to have our fabulous guest on so we yes. can go a bit deeper into money because i think it's something that, that is probably more challenging than almost anything else yes. in and i think there's a real thing as well actually if you are creating something that you enjoy creating it's like oh well i do it for free so should i charge oh do you know how hard that is honestly to actually even something really simple as like i suddenly decided i wanted to sell some prints um, mm-hmm. Or actually, this is a, an example from a couple of years ago. I um, decided to uh, put some prints into a local exhibition, which I thought, great, yeah, oh, that's yeah. not difficult. Um, I figured out how much the prints were going to cost me, how much it would cost to frame them all. So I had a f- I had that figure in mind. And my main mm-hmm. thing was um, I wanted to make sure that I could actually make that money back by selling a few of the prints. Um, mm-hmm. But pricing suddenly then figuring out how much to, to charge for each one of these prints became the hardest thing and mm. you know th- there was that whole thing of oh um yes obviously you need to think about the how much it costs to make the print but think about the value for yourself mm. as well and i was like i don't know <laughs> i mean i eventually i came up with a price that um i think one of the things that we always say to each other when we're when we're having pricing discussions is how does that number sound to you? Does it does it does it sound really easy to say, or does it sound really difficult to say? Or mm. I think we and how does it feel exactly? How does it feel? Because I always like to go for something that feels comfortable, and then just go ever so slightly yes. above it. Yeah, just a tiny bit. Exactly. Like That's what I was fiver. getting to. Yeah. We're not talking a lot. Yeah, yeah. 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 It is, yeah. It's yeah. just pushing into that slightly uncomfortable feeling. Yes. Um, and then you're... Although actually, so I'm going to throw this in. Although it's not really a challenge, but it's something that I've come across. It's called the ethical. Oh, I've forgotten what it's called. I'll stick it in the show notes. <laughs> it's something I came across just recently. And um, they are talking about um, being signing a pledge to be transparent in your marketing and use round numbers rather than psychological numbers in your pricing um, and being open and transparent in your marketing process. I, like I really that. liked that. Mm. And because there's the, the pricing bit in there, I feel like it's just, we'll just drop oh, it Oh, you'll in have to send point. me that link too. Cause I think I'll I send you the link. I literally only tripped over it about two days ago and I was like, oh, I really like this. Mm. And I'm just looking at what the pledge looks like and seeing how I can fiddle that into my like fit it into my existing processes but it's it's a really lovely i think it's a really good thing um and again something like that might actually make it easier to talk about money because you've got a clear structure underpinning it you've got your so yeah yeah. that might be my other tip have a clear structure and know how you arrived at your prices do not pick a figure out of your ass and i mean know whether your prices feel good or not but do not pick a figure out of your ass to start with like work out what your costs are and what you need which is probably where we all start let's be honest like oh that one's that what that person charges this much so i can probably charge this much yes exactly yeah yeah totally it yeah and it's fine, but at some point you do need to sit down and work. And you and I, I think we, we were saying, I, I said to someone the other day, I've sort of nearly tripled my prices since I actually worked out what what my services actually cost. Mm-hmm. It's, it, um, do you know, it's quite a... From when I started. It's quite a frightening realisation when you suddenly look at it and go, Jesus, I've been working for less than minimum wage. What what am I doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I had that realisation very uh, recently as well, so... Um, yeah yes. so it's an interesting one but yeah so we'll dive more into that in a future episode I think which would be really good yeah cool um, yeah what else were we going to talk about as far as um, um, challenges are concerned I guess well we've kind of covered it in a bit haven't we but the, I just wanted to sort of skip to boundaries and saying no oh I like this one I feel this is a this so, is probably one that you I find quite challenging Carla a little bit <laughs> I'm going to say a lot She's, Massively? she's pulling a face now as if to say, 
stop outing me. <laughs> no, I'm happy to be outed. No, no. Well, it's interesting because I... what? Hang on, let me find some words yes. in the, the cavern that is my, my head currently. <laughs> um, I've had to be up and out of the house at 8.30 for four mornings running. Like, that is not normal. <laughs> not for you, I mean, it no. is normal, but it's not normal for me. And my brain is really starting to be like, but Carla, you can't... This is what my mum used to call when I was a teenager, burning the candle at both oh, ends. Yes. And I was like, shut up, mum. I was a bit Kevin the teenager. I was like, oh, you're so embarrassing. <laughs> but actually, she's got a point because if you get up early and you go to bed late... It turns out eventually your body goes, nah, sleep. Exactly. And then you just keel over. Yeah. Anyway, um, yes, boundaries. So I have, well, it's actually, this is really interesting for me. This is a really interesting conversation because I've had quite a few people say to me, oh, your boundaries are not great. My personal boundaries are fabulous. Yeah. My business boundaries, not so much. Why? Um, Why is that, Carla? Uh, I wish I had a proper answer for you. <laughs> I think it's related to that. I'm so lucky to be doing this as my right. work. I'm so lucky to be doing Almost this. Almost like that guilt back in there again. It's like a guilt mm. thing, yeah. Okay. I mean, for me, I was able to go full-time after I lost my dad, so I suspect there's some stuff caught up in that because that was not the way I... Pl- like, at no point when I was planning to have a full-time business did I factor in the death of one of my parents. It just yeah. it just wasn't... I just didn't think about... Perhaps naively, I just didn't consider it. I think that's totally normal, yeah. Um, it was the catalyst for me to make that decision emotionally. I was like, actually, I'm done. Mm. I need to do this now. Yeah. So it was... but And it wasn't but it I think there is definitely something there Mm -hmm. to do with that Um, and I just feel very kind of oh but this is fabulous like also crucially I fucking love what I do I love it so much so when I'm on a shoot I have got absolutely no desire to stop after 20 minutes or whatever it is you know or, or three hours or seven hours or whatever it is so I am working on that and I have revised my packages so that there is a little bit of like space in there (laughs) wiggle room yeah so i've revised my pricing stuff because every session i have goes over and i'm fine with that to a point but there is now a point where i will call and i will say right we've gone over by this much it obviously varies on how much like what they've booked and what their their package is but there is now a, a firm point where i say we need to wrap this up in the next 15 minutes or if you'd like you can add another extra extra hour and i can invoice you for it it's this much good I'm pleased. This, and that, this is great, yeah. Carla. Let me give you a little round of yeah. applause for that. Well done. <laughs> so I shall clap myself. Um, and that that felt very weird mm. to implement. Um, is I'm sure going to feel very weird when I have to actually do it. So I've been telling people up front about yeah. it. I've been saying, this is what you get. And then beyond this, there's always, you know, a little bit of flex time because, you know, venues and travel and stuff. But beyond this, you you know, there's extra hours you can book. Um, I actually got that idea from wedding photographers where they've said, you know, we have we cover this much, yes. and then beyond that, you can have me for twenty hours in a day if you want, but you pay X Absolutely, amount beyond because that, my that, package. And I think that's the thing: loving what you do is 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 wonderful, and I'm, I'm I, it always yeah. makes me very happy that people love what they do. However, yeah, you, just because you love what you do doesn't mean you're not you can't value that as well. Put a value on that. No, but interestingly, where the challenge lies is it's not that I don't value myself. I charge very well. Mm. I think I give excellent value. Although I charge high, I also give excellent value Absolutely. for that. Like it's, it's you know, I, I don't have a problem with being expensive. That's that's part of my brand. That's great. Um, it's not that I don't value myself. My challenge is in actually going, 
oh yeah, I need to stop now mm. when I'm having a really nice time. I'm having fun. My client is having fun. We are giggling, talking about bananas, doing whatever it is we're supposed to, you know, we have the most ridiculous things happen on my sheets and I don't want that to end. So for me, my challenge is actually internal. It's like, okay, I have to be the grown up. Yes. I'm not great at being a grown up. <laughs> I have to be a grown up and say, right, actually, this is the, <laughs> right. This is the end of, with my rainbow hair. Ta-da. Um, yeah, for, for me, the challenge is not in not valuing it. It's not in not knowing that. Van- it's not even in setting the boundary. Mm. It's in upholding the boundary yeah. when I am having fun. It's, that That is my it's challenge. Almost a I don't little know bit other like, people have um, similar challenges. It's a bit like t- uh, temper tantrum, t- uh, you know, toddler. Like, no, nope, I don't want to stop now. I'm having too much fun. <laughs> that, that is pretty much exactly what happens in my head. Yeah, yeah. Are you me? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's strange. It's because I, I feel like I'm probably much better better at boundaries and i've probably got even better with uh the pandemic as well because i used to work seven days a week pretty much 365 days a year i might have my birthday off and you know the odd day here and there when Stuart turns around to me and says you really need to take a day off now and we need to go out because i'm fed up of seeing you in the office all the time so that used to be me but um you know especially over the last few months i've been quite strict with actually taking weekends off and i've been really loving it um yeah suddenly finding oh i've actually got some time to sit and read and mm-hmm. catch up on some of those netflix programs or um we're gonna go for a walk or we're gonna go to this place and maybe have a have a nice meal out or so you know all these things that you should be doing to enjoy your life really but <laughs> otherwise what is the point exactly. of having your self-employed life yeah, and i yeah, find definitely. it makes me work better during the week as well then because yes i'm setting those boundaries those time boundaries specifically for me yep. it focuses yep, yep. me it's really focused me in on actually getting the work done in the day i actually find that really interesting because i've heard from a couple of friends i was with one of my so dear friends and also clients on monday mm. and um she has two little girls um and a lovely husband as well but she said she has found it much easier to do work in chunks since she's had the children mm. because you have to, yeah. you have to work around the kids. Yeah. You know, you don't, it, it takes that choice away from you. So I suppose kids uphold your boundaries in a different yeah. way. But I would ask you, what, how, how did you, because it's quite hard to transition from, I just work all the time mm. to, oh, look, I have weekends off. I know. Like that's massive. I know. How do you, whereas again, for me, when I worked in an actual job, I was like, well, obviously I'm having the weekend. I mean, I did my, I did work f- it's, it's a hard balance because, again, you get into the habit of doing For me, working on my business was effectively my hobby. Yes. It was the thing I loved the most. It was the thing I did when I had free time. It was great. But I did also have days where I was like, no, I'm damn well having a lion mm-hmm. because I worked really hard at work this week and my boss was a dickhead or whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, apologies to all the bosses I've had who weren't dickheads, but the one who was... I still say that I'm now. Sure my we'll boss is a dickhead. Obviously, I'm talking about myself. <laughs> I mean, yeah, my, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, my, yeah, my, my brain is definitely a dickhead. Anyway, um, and... I'd, I'd love to know how like how you made that transition how did you because I think that might be quite a interesting it's it I'm not gonna lie it's not been easy um and I've had to really figure out um a way of making it work for me the, the big thing has been actually partly some of it was stuff that you helped me with with actually getting this google calendar up and running that was a revelation to me because I was like oh I could actually I can look at things like, yeah, she's got the big smile on the face now. But um, you know, I, I, even just sort of looking at my calendar in week view instead of looking at it in month view was, was a rev. I was like, I can do this. How did I not know this? And being able to actually plan stuff. And then um, I've been learning, obviously, as well about actually having de- set days of doing things. So actually, I only 
um, allow meetings to be booked in on like a Wednesday and a Thursday now. So it's not, I don't suddenly get a, a meeting notification pop up, you know, two hours before on a day that I'm not expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, I've, it's, I'm trying to think how it kind of happened. So it's structure, isn't it? Actually? It is structure. You put in structure to enable you to have some unstructured time. Absolutely. And do you know, Does I think it was, there was a point where I'd got to, I'd been working pretty much constantly for quite a long time. Um, I, I want to say it was something like nine weeks. It was ridiculous. Beginning of the pandemic. It was around that. It was, it was a long time. And um, I guess I almost just like collapsed. Couldn't really. I was going. I was coming into my desk in the morning, looking at my desk, at my computer, and going, "I don't want to do any of this. I can't be bothered. Cannot be bothered." Uh, and that's when I realised actually I needed to, to take some time off. <laughs> so interesting. And having that time keep, off, yeah. just actually having that time away. That yeah, I think I had something like it wasn't long. It was like three days, something like that, where I I just. I wouldn't come into the office. I did not come into the office at all. Didn't turn the computer on. I didn't look at any of my work-related stuff. I had my laptop with me, so occasionally I did a little bit of, um, I don't know, maybe a bit of social media posting or something. It was it was very menial stuff that wasn't taking a lot of my time. Um, but I got to do other things, like I started doing a bit of macrame, and um, you know I was reading some books again, which I'd kind of neglected as well. So I love reading, and I was sad that I hadn't read properly for quite a long time. And after the end of those three days, I felt like a new person. It was that I just had this mm. boundless energy. I felt really great again. I was feeling creative again, which I think I'd kind mm-hmm. of lost that. And I wanted to keep that feeling. I didn't want to lose that again. So I, I was like, right, we're going to take some time off in future, Sarah, because this is obviously very helpful for you. See, that was your boss being not a dickhead. Uh, she was, yes. That, that, that week she was good. <laughs> Amazing. No, I really like that. And actually, I think you're right. I mean, this week I've got, a, I mean, well, this month, last month, it's just been insane. Mm. Um, but this week I've actually taken some advice from, because when all the closest people in my life tell me the same thing, <laughs> probably time to take that on board absolutely so um i had uh had a lovely evening with a friend in a hot tub yesterday nice. and today i got up and went to a car boot sale with my mum and had like a nice chilled afternoon we went for lunch and she bought and the really, most really nice. amazing little <gasps> thing as well we'll have to take a I picture bought of a it travel so writer vintage travel writing desk it's the, i've wanted one for my whole life <laughs> and oh i'm so excited um, so yeah so that and then i've got a couple of days of like full-on work but actually friday i'm bogging off to the beach Good. Um, because I have got some client stuff going on. My diary has filled up madly. Can I just interject um, there completely, and, though? So you went yeah. you went somewhere today and you bought yourself something without question. So actually going I back did. to the money thing as well there. I like, did. And do you know what? Well I looked at it and I, I didn't... It, normally when when it's I mean it wasn't a huge amount of money it was 40 pounds but I don't need I have four or five typewriters I have a bureau I probably didn't need a travel writing desk from the 1920s but I love exactly. it it's not about need and it's about want. I bargained him down a little bit he said 50 originally I was like no would you take 40 that's all I've got left in my purse because it's right at the end and he said yes and I said okay and I didn't even look at mum and then I looked at mum and she was like what are you going to do with that but actually it's beautiful exactly. <laughs> I was like right that's my thing what am I going to do with it but it's all beautiful. you do is sit and look so. at it and take a few pretty pictures of it then. and actually she then found something on the same stool that she bought that she also loved and I was like what are you going to do with that but it's beautiful so we had a good day a good day was had by all no it was lovely and those things also for me they spark memories yes. so so um, I love you know you can buy stuff on eBay of course you can but I love to find things that are 
um, and do things with your time off that is kind of chill. Sorry, that was a bit of a sidetrack. But having that downtime, so I know, having spent a few hours at the beach, so like I've had day off today, but I'm working this evening. Friday, I've got some time off, but I'm working in the evening and then I'm working Saturday. And I know that that sounds a bit insane, but I also know I will work much better mm. on Friday evening and Saturday. And I'm much better for this podcast today for having had some time where I'm just exactly. not looking at a computer screen. Yes. So yeah, it does. That's really interesting. I'm going to try and since yeah, I've really try and I'm going to say I'm not. I don't do it every weekend. I have got some weekends where I have got like shoots and things planned. That's just the way it is. Um, but I do then try and balance it out by having a day off during the week if I can. Or and I think actually to to interject into there or to kind of add to to what you've said is like your days off can also be doing personal work. Yes. Because I think something, so we've had a couple of chats with um, one of the amazing uh, women who also has a studio in my building and she's very inspiring and she says very inspiring things. And usually I say, oh my God, that's amazing. And then I go off and do the exact opposite and I'm like, oh, I should have listened. <laughs> um, but I'm trying I'm because she, you know, she's older than me. She's got more experience than me. She's got more art experience than me. And, um, and one of the conversations that we've been having repeatedly is... You need to make time for the stuff that you want to do. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily the stuff that you are selling, not necessarily the stuff you're being funded for, not necessarily the stuff that other people need you to make, the stuff that you need to make. And I feel like actually that's that's really important for a creative. That's really nice to hear, actually, because I've actually been thinking to myself recently about, I mean, I I started last year with, uh, I'm going to be a writer. And so obviously I set up a copywriting business, but copywriting is not my first love I want to write for me I've got I've got the dream to write a book I'd like to write several books in fact um or short stories or you know um I want to write more about the PTSD stuff um to do with you know being working in the ambulance service and there's there's a whole bunch of stuff that's not related to the stuff that earns me money that I haven't made time for yeah Mm. and I think that's what she was getting at and I had I mean again the same (laughs) it's amazing sometimes how how the universe puts these conversations in your in your place when you are facing challenges and then and then actually two or three things happen in one go and you're like oh okay I get the message okay um and for me that was conversation with Juliet and then when I saw Val on Monday um she we were just chatting about the amount of time and she actually said it was it sounds like a really silly thing that that triggered me to go oh she said because they've just had her and her husband have just had a wedding anniversary, and I said, "Oh, I can't believe you guys have been married this long." And she said, "Yeah, we've been together for fourteen years and married for six. And I went, "And my face, sorry, I keep forgetting you guys." <laughs> my face was just, and she said, "What?" I said, "Well, you guys got together on our placement year, and our placement year was when I started to dream up some of the fantasy shoots and the fine artwork that I have still not fucking created." Wow, fourteen years. It's been fourteen wow. years. And that was the crux of Juliet's thing as well. She said, you know, there will be a point where if you don't do it, it just won't ever this get done. That's true, yeah. And so I've been really thinking, thank you both Val and Juliet for those little nudges. This, I don't, I'm not sure that was your intention, but it's nudged me in a big way. Don't you find those things so suddenly the, appear at once as well, though? Like they the, do, and a bit like, you know... Universe. yeah. Yes, and you know you were saying earlier about when you're aware of money, yes. you suddenly... I'm aware, suddenly, that there is stuff that I want to do that actually probably isn't going to make me money, certainly not straight away. Mm-hmm. I would like to do some exhibiting. I would like, I would love to create my art. I would love people to buy my yeah. art. But in order for people to know they want to buy my art, I need to create the freaking art. In the first place, yes. It's not yeah. complicated, is it? <laughs> so, um, and that is harder at the moment because COVID makes it harder to get makeup artists and things to work with your model, you know, all of that kind of stuff. But I can still work on the self-portraits, which are my first mm-hmm. love, because it's literally just me. Yeah. But it's finding the time. And so one of my challenges over the next few weeks is to schedule in, literally, if it's half a day 
a month to start with. It doesn't have to be a lot of time, but I want that time that is blocked out and is just... And that's the difference. You said there about finding the time when actually what you need to do is make the time. Is create yeah, the time. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Actually, and that's probably that's a good one that... for actually helping people to, um, to, to, to figure out their boundaries is actually... Yeah. Having a plan, making, making, yeah. you know, setting those boundaries. One of the best, best bits of advice I've had is to treat your own, treat yourself like one of your clients. Yes. So if you would never move a client meeting and you find that you never do your sodding accounts, mm-hmm. put your accounts in and treat it like a client yeah. meeting. Yeah, I like that. Or put the joy stuff in and treat it like a client. Absolutely. But whatever it is that you're struggling to find time for, because you wouldn't, you wouldn't. If someone said, oh, would you like to do X, Y, Z and you had a client, you wouldn't. Um, but if you're free you would yes. and if it's your stuff you treat it as though you're free yeah, yeah that's very and that's true. not really okay you know yeah yeah I like that that's very good that's, that's an good. interesting one I feel like so yeah well hopefully that's helpful what do you reckon I hope so I hope that's helpful that's probably a point that we need to start drawing it to a close I think though because so. we've we chatted for some time for quite a while and we've not even covered all the things that we'd put in our little list either have we that's because they're big things they though isn't things. it they're all big topics i will, so, I will yeah. revert them back to the list so that we can talk about them excellent time, so we can so. tackle them later <laughs> i think i mean i'm sure there's i'm sure there's things we will tackle two three four yes. times over the lifetime of the podcast absolutely things change there is no finite end to the podcast no, yet well, so um not, no fingers crossed yeah so um but yeah i think i hope that's been helpful i hope it's been positive although it's about challenges i hope it's been relevant um relevant to you regardless of what you're doing where you are what your current job employment business creative art creating status is um and i hope it's we do try um, to be as yeah i hope it's um, yeah it's helped people to realize actually that it's not just them that they're not in they're sitting there alone worrying about all of these things when actually (laughs) we're all the it's same it's definitely not just you <laughs> we've all had the same thing so yeah we do. start talking we about it do. you'll find someone else going oh oh that's happened to me too and you know what if you don't have anyone to talk about it in come and join our group yes. we've got a group on facebook and come and have a chat in there it's small but it's perfectly formed. it is yes just search for creative reboot and you'll find our little group which actually we should probably do a little bit more on there shouldn't we so we probably should yeah given that we've just been talking about groups and community and stuff yes. yeah um definitely yeah cool but it's a safe space so if, if that's if that's where you fancy come and come and have a little absolutely. chat absolutely we'd be more than happy cool. so i still haven't got this down oh Pat. do you know I'm, i think i'm gonna write it down next time maybe we just i think to... we might have to put it yeah, yeah i think put it at the end or something so we know um we would love if you would like us share us rate us five stars yes. please and subscribe and review some nice and review. reviews i want to start sharing some testimonials but i can't see them oh yeah all, that would be lovely so yes that would be fab yes so, absolutely. Yeah, that'd be excellent um we um, are at, we are at creative reboot co on facebook and instagram these are the two social medias yep. we're using really aren't they and you can find us at creative reboot.co just to stir things up a bit yes. um and it is .co not .com yes that's the thing uh and that's where our show notes live as well so if you're looking for any of the uh the fabulous things we've talked about in this or any other episode then each episode has its own little chunk of words yes, that go with it, it certainly because we like words don't we, we love words even though we can't necessarily we you know words for shit but Do them. <laughs> <laughs> on that note we shall say goodbye and we'll catch up with you guys next episode thank you bye-bye bye-bye